It's question time. So, since this is the first episode, I definitely had to ask some of my friends what are some things that they wanted to know about miscarriage and what they wanted to hear me talk about on this episode. So, we're going to answer some questions. So, the first question is, what can you do to lessen the chances? So, uh, there are some things, per WebMD, that increase the risk of miscarrying. Uh, and those things are infection, uh, medical conditions like diabetes or thyroid disease or any like hormone issues that you had beforehand. Um, if you have immune system issues or any uterine abnormalities, uh, if you smoke, if you drink, if you do some hard-ass drugs like the cocaine and <laughs> radiation exposure or any toxic substances, or if you're just over the age of 35, that can definitely increase your risk of miscarrying. But those don't all mean that you will miscarry just because you have those issues. So there's that. So the next question was, what kind of guilt can be associated with miscarriage, even if you do everything right? Well, <laughs> um, you can definitely feel like even if you did everything right, that something, something that you did was wrong. You may have been like, you know what? Maybe if I started chewing on the left side of my mouth instead of chewing on the right side of my mouth, my baby would still be here. Like just ludicrous shit. Because in that moment, nothing makes sense. Especially if you really wanted your child and you're feeling grief. Nothing makes sense, especially if your doctor was like, hey, you did everything right. Your baby just didn't come. And you may just be a part of that 60% that had chromosomal um, anomalies and it just didn't mesh correctly. And your body was like, nope, got to get rid of it. Next question. What is the best way to show concern or ask about the event? So... What I can tell you that I've heard from a lot of other women who have miscarried, as well as things that I've heard, you definitely don't want to go in with, it's all in God's plan. It wasn't time yet. It'll happen again. In time, you'll be over it. Next time, you'll be able to keep it. Y'all can try again. Just try not to think about it so much. Yeah, no, any of those? Any of those? Yeah, definitely steer clear of because all they do is cause a lot more um grief and it's especially tiresome if it's not your first miscarriage um i will say that a lot of times if someone is grieving they do not want to speak to anyone or they want to speak to everyone about it and if you are their friend or their support system or anything like that then Anytime they talk about it, just listen. A lot of times they just want to get it out. Um, don't downplay it because it is a huge thing to grow something inside of you and then lose it. There's an actual connection that you lose. And um, if somebody wants to talk about the loss of their child every day for the next 50 years, let them. It's traumatizing sometimes and it just hurts. Um, so I think the best way that you'd be able to show concern 
is to just let them know that you're sorry for their loss and you are there for them and to actually be there for them if they need you. Next to last question. And it was about the point of view for my partner. So I definitely had to reach out to him about this. Well, not reach out. I just had to turn around and be like, hey, I got some questions for you. Um, so there's about three, four questions here. The first one was, how do you feel about the miscarriage? Uh, basically, his answer, although I could just give you my really get, like really lame guy voice impression, just going to use my regular voice because he laughs at it. Or thinks it's stupid, at least. <laughs> he felt a sense of loss. It was like losing someone, which he said essentially it is losing someone. Um, and that's how he felt about the miscarriage in general. Uh, the next part of that question was, how did he cope? And he states that he's not coping, which is understandable when you listen to the other parts of the question. Uh, the next part was, did you feel like you had to grieve alone? And his response was, due to societal stigmas and um, the responsibility that it takes to stay strong for the person who miscarried, he didn't feel like he had much room for grieving, especially since usually in our in our relationship specifically, he is the collected one, the calm one, the one that can deal with stuff very easily. So he felt like he didn't have the room to grieve, which a lot of people do feel that way, but it is perfectly fine to grieve too. Like, you guys are in it together. Um, and the last part of the questions for him was, how do you help each other through it? For mine and his relationship, like I said, he is the calm, cool, and collected one. I am the super emotional one. So he said he didn't do anything specific besides being there. Um, he was like, it's not like a leg or a, um, like my leg was broken or a cut or a bruise. There was nothing that he could actively do to make it better other than be there. And a lot of times that's all you really need. Like sometimes on my end, all he had to do was just hold me while I started crying. That's it. Because sometimes that's all you can do. Sometimes if you talk, it makes it annoying. <laughs> not annoying as much as like, it's not what you need to hear in that moment. And not just with him, but anybody who's talking about it. So uh, that's, that's it for his question. And the very last question. It's a multi-part question. I'm going to read it all at once and I'm going to answer it. So the question was, when does the body hate end? When do the dreams end, the body blaming as someone who has miscarried? Whew! So you really wanted to go deep, didn't you? Um, well, as far as the body hate, in the beginning, I absolutely could not stand to look at myself in the mirror anymore. I had all these extra stretch marks, which I had stretch marks in the beginning, let's be honest. I'm a little on the chunky side. But I had a lot more than normal. And it was in a spot that was completely different than normal. And it threw me. And then I had extra belly fat that didn't amount to a child. And that bothered me. I felt like my breasts were saggier. I still feel like my breasts are saggier, but that's not the point here. They're still amazing. <laughs> um, 
I felt like my breasts were saggier. Um, and I just, I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. And every now and then, you're still going to have those moments where you don't like what you see in the mirror. And not just because you lost a child, but because <clears throat> you may not like what you see in general. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And sometimes it's not just what you see, but also how you feel. A lot of my body hate came from the fact that this was not the first time that I lost a child. And because it wasn't the first time, all I could do is blame my body for losing another child. And for things like that, you have to... I, personally, am not yet because <laughs> I'm a broke bitch. But you gotta get help because it's not all just about your body. It is... There are a lot of factors as to why you still feel the way you feel about your body. Um, the dreams, I only had one dream and it was just about the baby and we didn't know the sex of our child, but in the dream, it was a little girl. So, um, I got a very detailed view that time and that was it. And you never know. Um, sometimes you'll have nightmares. Sometimes you will just, um, be kind of stuck in a state of thinking about what you went through and you have to work through those things you actually do have to get help it, it really does help to get help the body blaming um <laughs> I want to tell you that it ends but it just ebbs and flows like everything else you sometimes will blame yourself <clears throat> sometimes you won't Sometimes you'll think that it's better um, and that you can deal with yourself every day. And sometimes you look in the mirror and be like, I'm still disgusted with you. It, <clears throat> excuse me, it just ebbs and flows. So that's just my personal experience and my personal views, though. Not everyone feels the same. So before I hit y'all with these closing thoughts and things that you should think about this podcast when you're done is... Some nonprofit organizations that you guys can look into. If you want to donate, you can. If you want to use them, you can. Um, so, number one, the one that everyone should know about, even though they're trying to get rid of it, is Planned Parenthood. Because, yes, they do deal with more than just abortion, they also help women who are pregnant to stay pregnant, um, as well as help with cancer screenings and everything else. <laughs> so, Planned Parenthood. There's also SHARE. Uh, it's a pregnancy and infant loss support group. They have a uh, website that gives um, information about the different locations that they have, and it could be in your state. It could be in another state. Um, it could help someone else. So, hey. Uh, there's also the Miscarriage Association. They are UK-based. However, they do have online uh, support uh, things like they have live chat uh, so you can actually chat with them uh, they do have a phone number so I mean if you want to pay those fees you can definitely talk to them over the phone as well there's SANDS S-A-N-D-S which stands for stillbirth and neonatal death charity uh, they have a lot of um links and resources to assist you and your family members and anyone who was affected by you being affected um all of these uh nonprofits that i'm telling you about do 
And then lastly is Empty Cradle. Again, all great resources to help you out with miscarriages or stillbirths or um, molar pregnancies or ectopic pregnancies or anything that you needed to look into uh, with this kind of issue. So I guess what I want you guys to take from this is that miscarriages are normal, beyond normal. And the fact that it's not talked about more or there aren't more resources to, to help with it astounds me. Um, but it, it's beyond normal. And it's not just something that the, um, the people who actually miscarry go through as much as the partners go through it too. The partners deal with it as well. So it's not just the person that miscarried. And it's something that if you can be there with somebody, then be there for them. And if you can't, then know when to hold and when to fold, okay? It's it's not something that you should talk about and not know what you're talking about because you can end up hurting that person more. And overall, all I can leave y'all with is just learn to talk about the uncomfortable,